This podcast is brought to you by Mobile Arts Programming. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Bittersweet Stories. This is the podcast where we jump into the lives of various uh, folks that work in social service jobs. Um, And I'm Wes. I'm John. And we're real, real stoked to have our friend... Ian Pereira. There we go. Yeah. Thanks for joining us today, Ian. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, So we're very fortunate to be able to work with Ian in one of the spaces that uh, Wes and I run our music programming. Mm -hmm. Um, Almost every week that we're there, we're joined by Ian. So it's uh, it's really rad for you to join us here for the podcast. So we appreciate that very much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I must say, like, before we start, Ian, you are phenomenal at your job yeah you know oh, you Jesus. you are so good with with youth you're so good with the kids and it's it's like so refreshing to see that energy in that type of um action in that space so mm-hmm. so oh. kudos to you yeah hey yeah. thank you yeah it's always nice to hear Thanks, honestly i think one thing like just to uh step off from that too is it's i think especially with youth like people kind of appreciate like they just really sense like when someone's being disingenuous and like they can mm-hmm. smell shit from a mile away. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that you're really good at being like care, caring and attentive, but also just like you won't, you won't sort of try to sugarcoat things. And like if um, mm-hmm. someone brings up something that they should and you're like, Hey, you know what? We're in this kind of a space and someone might get affected by how you're bringing that up. So let's not talk about that. Like mm-hmm. we can talk about it separately if you need to, but like not right now, like things like that where you're like, like that's mm-hmm. a pretty genuine response. You're not like, Hey, no, no, no. Like we don't do that. Right. Next yeah. question. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, and maybe actually we kind of jumped into obviously our own experiences with you with work, but mm-hmm. maybe um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe just kind of like your working history sort of at a glance, like from the past up to present, whatever mm-hmm. you wish to uh Well, before we get into business, um, mm-hmm. Ian, what music are you into oh, right oh, this is this is, the, this is like the, the question. Switch. Yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is our question. This is, what, we talk really? extensively about this. Um, great way to learn new music, great way to yeah. find out a bit about people. But the last yeah. little while, what have you been listening to recently? Oh my gosh. Okay. So I love music, mm-hmm. uh, but I I switch it up. Actually, right now, if I'm going to speak to what I'm listening to right now, is this uh, compilation. It's called African Nation. Okay. And it, it brings you your afrocentric style jazz your afrocentric style um, house uh old disco cool lots of just various either whether it's it's a it's a percussion focused sort of genre or Mm. then uh like a brass focused genre yeah Yeah. so it's all over the place and then but really um yeah that would be it and then before that then was like Sade I had Sade in the mix that's always great Motown is a total you know uh genre that's always on my list right um yeah and then my partner sort of introduced me to the whole classical world and Mm. that right just just yesterday evening um I I sort of dedicate Tuesdays to tap out of my regular routine, even though it's a re- it's part of my regular routine, but mm-hmm. like not going to the gym per se, but exercise my brain. And then mm-hmm. I I sort of um, just made it so that that uh, there's music in the background. And yesterday's choice was dark classic. 
Cool. Yeah. So there was just like this various like yeah. um, spectrum of classical music, but all of the stuff that's really dark. Cool. I love that. Yeah, yeah. So things that you would have heard. So yeah. like, you know, kind of the the regular sort of um, sounds that you would have heard like connected to some old classic movies sure. and then really obscure stuff that I never really heard but that they've associated and it is dark and eerie. Yeah. And then it sort of takes my art in a whole other direction but it's a way that I've decided that really works for me in terms of the self-care. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds like a really nice, a really nice mixture of music as well. Like, in and terms there's so of, much more in between, yeah. you know, like, yeah, because yeah, really, that's just this week, really. here, right? That's yeah, yeah. That li- literally in the last couple of days. Right. Yeah. And it's interesting. Those those two are quite contrasting. Just even if, if you think of classical music, you sort of you almost have to um, or the rhythm or like the beat of it isn't quite as like palpable as something like like an afro style music where like mm-hmm. the the rhythm is the center of it like it'll start with the beat and then like mm-hmm. the music can kind of build up off of that right like it's interesting with classical where there's not really drums at all it has mm-hmm. it's like rhythmic cap- mm-hmm. so it's like interesting right. for you to sort of listen to those things especially mm-hmm. sort of like ones like kind of upbeat and things you can dance to and then mm-hmm. the other ones kind of like darker and moody mm-hmm. that's really cool i can appreciate that just like sort of i always i feel like i always consciously or not strive for that kind of like a contrast mm-hmm. because it just feels like a nice like variety between like yeah variety between musics and yeah it's a it's a great way to kind of appreciate music and uh and that sounds really cool too for you to take like consciously make an effort to sort of um enrich your mind right like just to exercise the brain yeah and you know what going back to what you just said and this is what i just learned okay because the classical world didn't really mean much to me Mm -hmm. for the most part until i met my partner right but so the same way that we find a pulse and a beat in some of the genres like if we were to look at like the african you Mm -hmm. know genre jazz or whatever it is uh, you can fall, find that that pulse, but within classical, you find like the pulse within the breathing of it, yeah. the breath mm, of it. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it still sort of takes you to this place where, for me, and the reason why I do that kind of style of exercise, um, it takes me th- through a place of just being mindful mm-hmm. and to calm everything down. Yeah, just have to space slow it all yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. Let's just slow it all down because life 100%. just like throws everything at you. Yeah. You know? Yeah, 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 for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you're right. It's like, it's, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen, um, like an orchestra perform as well, but what's really cool in terms of the fact that like, um, finding the rhythm in a way that's not a drum beat is it's really mm-hmm. cool to see visually, um, all of the players on stage. And especially if it's like any of the string section and you just see each of their, the bows moving in a coordinated action and you're like, right. there's your rhythm right, right there. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Sure. I mean, obviously you have the conductor that's there, but no, like, no, no. I could appreciate what you're saying because, yeah. because the way that I learned to sort of get into things like going to the opera with my partner, going to the ballet with my partner, mm-hmm. going to the symphony with my partner was that I needed to sort of like go to a place because it's, a, it's, it's a it's a really long sort of an entertain style of entertainment, yeah. and it's all really gorgeous. But I sort of need to go different places, and one of the places is the orchestra, mm-hmm. and the way that mm-hmm. the timing of let's say the violinist to the cellos to the double bass to then when the percussion and that sometimes sort of is his own little performance for me. Aside, yeah. Right. You know, paralleling the the performances going on on stage. Yeah, of course, of big course. times. But you find this rhythm, and it all comes back. I think for me, for this rhythm, it just 
you need to just sort of find a place where you just kind of like be calm again. Yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that analogy too. Like finding that pulse, finding that rhythm. Mm -hmm. Cause that's so, um, innate in music and in life and in, yeah. in every, like the way we interact with each other, the way, you know, um, right. yeah. Find your pulse. I love that. Yeah. 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 So it, yeah. Um, to bring it back, you, how'd you get into this line of work? What did you first start doing? Where did, what where happened? did, where did that what launching happened? point? Yeah. Happen? Yeah, I know. I know. Well, or here, here's mm. one for you. Mm. At what point? So we know we know you as a child and youth care worker, right? Practitioner. Yeah. Um, and so, at what point, whether you're actually working in the field or doing something similar, maybe you're like working at a restaurant or something. But like, at what point did you realize that that was kind of like work that you wanted to get into? Like, what were you mm -hmm. doing around the time? I don't know if you had that specifically. If there was like a sort of eureka moment where you're like, you know what, this is what I want to do. Mm -hmm. Or did you feel as though it was like something that was like a, a, a progression in terms of your like experiences working or otherwise? Or mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How did that sort of manifest for you? Yeah. Okay. So I could like capture both of those mm -hmm. really. Um, so only looking back now, you know, if we had asked me this question, let's say 10 years ago, I think it would sound, I think it would be a totally different response. I think because I can look back now and make all sorts of connections as right. to why I decided what I did, as to why I chose to go in the directions that I've gone in, um, and then essentially the choices that I've made to lead me to who I am today right. are a direct result of like all of my experiences. Sure. Mm. And it, I think that applies for everybody, but I can articulate most best for myself because mm -hmm. I lived that experience. And mm -hmm. then we are essentially a manifestation of all of those experiences. Yeah. So the way that I'm presenting to you guys right now, whether it's calm or anxious and all of them above, mm -hmm. um, is a direct result of like how my upbringing was. Mm -hmm. And only now could I look back and reflect and, and, and see that like, you know, being, um, you know, a, a second son to a very young Portuguese family who mm -hmm. were... I mean, they're they're Canadian, but they were like new immigrants. Right. You know what I mean? Who only then had access to what they had access to and only learned what they learned. And then you have a couple of kids and you're like all of 18 or 19. And then the choice is that, you know, everybody's just trying to do the best thing that they can do. Of course, yeah. But all of those things sort of um, had... Uh, um, an impact on the uh, on the way that I was going to sort of move and navigate, you know, through this world. Now, and because I'm saying that, it doesn't mean that it's like all bad and it's all good. There was mm -hmm. this like really nice blend of what was happening. Because A, you don't really know you, what other people's experiences are because you're sort of living in this like environment yeah, yeah and there was food on the table and you know like we got the love in the way that we knew that we got the love mm -hmm. and would i say that sometimes i think that it would look different now oh i can say absolutely but i'm not a 19 20 year old dad who you know only knows what he knows as a new immigrant to yeah. a country right that, you know that made us may have struggled with like you know, like a system that doesn't reflect him of or course. the, or, you know, yeah. Mm -hmm. So all of those things. So that, so, so that's where it sort of begins. And then it sort of like, you know, points you in all these different directions and you're learning and you're experiencing, you're having these wonderful experiences and the not so wonderful experiences. And then, you know, you begin to, I mean, I always tell everybody like in terms of my 
sexual orientation is where I'm going and I identify as like a totally gay man that's totally fluid that likes to have fun and everything in between. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of labels. However, then that comes up, you know, and I sort of knew it. And my earliest recollection was when like my, my aunt asked me or asked me, I was the ring boy of, uh, or her wedding, she asked me, and back back in the eighties was like like rock bands. You'd like hire a rock band yeah. for a wedding, yeah. <laughs> right? Right, right. Oh yeah. It makes so I remember of, being um, like, like the wedding singer with uh, yeah, Adam Sandler. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. the first thing I pictured. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And yeah. then, and the, my earliest recollection was that at that wedding, so there was like the rock band, and then there was like the guitar player with like the nail and everything. And like I only know this now. You know, remember that was like the long pinky nail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it was like mm-hmm. a thing. Mm-hmm. And then um, with the white tuxedo jacket, the whole thing. Yeah. And uh, I remember thinking to myself, like, wow, like I feel towards this person something very different. And that was my earliest recollection. Interesting. I can cool. only say that now because I've made those connections. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then there's all that. And I remember, you guys are getting this for the first time, but I remember that. I thought whatever I was feeling, as young as I was, and you, you can't really label it, you don't really understand it. Yeah. But then there are things along the way, your journey, that just like that the system is designed in a way that that you understand that the way that you are feeling innately and naturally, that it that there's something off about it. Right. And then you go into this sort of like protective mode. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I suppose like now I could only see, you know, like that I did that for the longest time. And um I was like a really lucky young person. By the time I got to uh high school and even my elementary career, I was really athletic. I would what I would what they what people call um uh like passable. Do you know what I mean? Like I was okay. playing all the sports. Mm-hmm. I was like sure. You know, like I, I wasn't, A, I wasn't comfortable and, and B, only because I guess it was easier for me to sort of keep all of those things um, at bay. Right. Um, because I know that like then there were folks like around me who didn't have the same experience and that yeah. weren't as, you know, um, or, or, or weren't able to like, you know, do whatever they needed to do to, you know, sort of like keep all of those things at bay that were yeah that were much more easy like easier targets you know and i always admired them Mm. i always admired folks that really jumped in even at my time right anyways but then there's all of that yeah and then so for like let's say imagine years and years and years and that you know you're sort of putting that away you know and you can do that for like years and then it sort of slips and slowly slips into this direction of like things aren't so fun anymore by the time you hit high school and things are really starting to change for young people. Yeah. And yeah. And at the time, you know, there's not that much representation. Of course. You know, I'm at, I'm out in the burbs at this point, like it's Hobokos. So not the furthest, but kind of far. There's no real literature. There's no real resources. We might've like touched on it, like in, in some sort of like, you know, sexuality class, like really superficially too. Yeah. the representation wasn't there. I went to a Catholic school. Right, of course, there, yeah. So it gets really complex, right? Of like, course, I mean, yeah. and I know that you guys understand it, but I mean, if someone were to listen to this, it was just like really tried to figure out the path, you know, of like what it meant and what it looked like for, for some folks to get to where they are. So, um, yeah, so now I'm in high school and I go through that. And then at the end of high school and I graduate and then like something is just totally like off at this point. So, mm. um, you know, I'm doing like, you know, gigs here and there and really exploring the trades. And then 
I was part of this culture where was like Eurocentric and fabulous. Some of my greatest friends who are still some of my most fabulous friends, but there's all that culture that comes with it and this masculinity yeah. that yeah. comes sure. with it. Sure. Yeah. And you and you're just like turning it on, you know what I mean? And um, really being like uh, careful and cautious and because you're really just trying to protect yourself at this time. Of but course. then and then as time passes, it just gets a little darker, you know, the cloud just gets a little bit more full and yeah. it gets a little darker and it, things just get a little bit more tough. And so, yeah, so then there was all of that. And right. then, you know, then I sort of distanced myself from like my my friends and my childhood friends. Mm-hmm. And, and I realized that there was more that I needed and then started to sort of go in these different directions. Right. That weren't the most healthy. However, um, it was a part of like my whole experience uh, that I am so grateful still. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's the point. We can see we can make that connection where people who don't have the resources who are part of these communities that just don't have the access to really navigate what it means to like feel like this and where to go from there of course yeah so at a time we're talking let's say like the 90s the late 90s but um yeah so that that all you know is begins to happen and then i uh decide to just like find something and leave and I ended up in the Bahamas at like 20 years old by myself and had that whole experience and it was an opportunity for me to be like separate and tap out of like everything that I knew and really gain the perspective of like where what you just left yeah and and you know what and now that I think about holy shit like I had the fucking balls to like dip Okay, and and not look back because it was a survival thing. Yeah, yeah. right. And you know what? Right. Listen, it was su- and I'm super grateful for it because just to be clear, that some people don't have those options. Some right. people don't have those opportunities to, to figure out a way to get out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I did. So right. I just wanted to acknowledge that because that's really important. But it was the weirdest thing. So at this point, I'm sort of in this really dark place, and it isn't so fun. And and I remember just asking for it. And saying, something's got to change here. I don't know what I'm supposed to do at this point, but something's got to give. So yeah. I had graduated high school. It was sort of that lull, trying to figure out yeah. like what's like what's where next? to go, oh, what yeah. to do. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then the, uh, my mother shows me this ad in the paper, because it's that old. It's the late 90s. And this <laughs> ad in the paper, right? Because <laughs> yeah. now like all, yeah. everything that, yeah, everything that I'm going to mention now is just like so old school. Yeah. Yeah. So there was this ad in the paper that um that was that that was asking for folks who wanted to be in what they called part of an animation team that worked at this hotel and so they had several locations all over the world which was fabulous but i ended up in the grand bahamas however it was so smooth and so clean like the transaction and it's sort of unbelievable at the time because it was email so then I responded through email. Interesting. Emailed like my CV. I'm all of like 19, right. mm-hmm. 20, because mm-hmm. it was November or whatever. Anyway, let's just say. And they sent me a plane ticket. Wow. They sent me a plane ticket. I swear to God, I was so old school. And my mother's like, I can't believe it. Like, I'm going to let you go. We have no idea if this is like a real thing. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> and I looked at my It's mother. over email, which yeah. is like at this time is like, what? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There was no like immediate contact. It wasn't like we could flip yeah. like to, you know, yeah. uh, WhatsApp and we could FaceTime each other. Right. You know, it was like super old school and it was just this risk. But that was a no brainer. 
Right. I had the wherewithal at that time, especially at that time, and probably because it was like not so fun that I had nothing to lose. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, I'm out. And then like this 19, 20 year old kid, I just hopped on this plane. To be fair, like I've always had this like travel bug and I've traveled from quite like sort of a young age, like 15 and stuff. Mm-hmm. We were going to mm-hmm. Cuba, like when it was like all right. new for like $150. But anyway, but the point was, is that, um, that I just really needed to do this. Yeah, and of course. so I did. And then I tapped out for almost a year and uh, oh wow! And I explored like who I thought like was going to be me, and that was like this baptism, like this rebirth, right? And it was fucking amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah, because I mean, like at that point, it's just so natural <clears throat> for you to say like something's got to give, because as you <clears throat> alluded to, I mean, any adolescent, <clears throat> like partly what defines adolescence is defining yourself <clears throat> and finding out who you are, mm-hmm. and so if you're also like kind of consistently like subconsciously it sounds like more than anything kind of burying this like quintessential part of who you are at a time when you're trying to define who you are right i mean that's pretty tricky and then like as you with no resources with no resources so then like as you say like that like that cloud just builds bigger and bigger and i was actually just watching recently something where there's a handful of football players who were while they were like heavily into football were were like closeted gays and they were yeah. like football was the beard football was like the way that if i emphasize these super masculine um <clears throat> characteristics and stereotypes more than anything mm-hmm. they were like that allowed me to sort of step farther and farther away from like who i truly was but who i was like really trying to mask and it was interesting mm-hmm. i thought of that when you were saying how when you were younger and like able to sort of play sports and able to sort of fit into those like let's say stereotypical like personality templates right right that you you know yeah you would have just like sort of subconsciously just continued to kind of push that away so for you to just have this breakthrough Mm -hmm. of physically leaving that yeah and that being like what you needed because no matter the headspace you're in if you if you leave somewhere like traveling even if it's not that far i i personally would say that like you know you just get the perspective of what you've left. You're somewhere mm-hmm. new. You're taking it all in. But it, it at some point, you do hopefully turn it around and kind of look at where you left. And so that was that aha moment. That was that breakthrough mm-hmm. moment for you. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. And and almost a year you said that you were there. Yeah, I think so. Like, I think it ended up being like eight months or whatever. I think toward right. the tail end, like I... I um, like I, I extended my stay okay. because what happens is, is that you sort of like reassess what you want to do. And, um, and so at which point that you can then start to like travel to some of the other locations. Right. And they were fierce. Like we're talking like Zanzibar, Africa. Wow. Like this place was like super like dope and like high end. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the, it was, it was very, um, much, uh, Eurocentric. Like most of the tourists were from Europe and all over Europe and mostly like Italian. Right. And so that was fabulous too. Like then, yeah, right. So all of a sudden, like I'm engaging with people. Like I thought to myself, you know what, like it was too, it was too clear of, of a message that was, that was given to me like a, too clear of an opportunity that was given to me to 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 not like pursue it right like it with my most authentic mm-hmm. self right you know what i mean like right. i just knew that like i had to give it a go and so you know like anything you tread lightly like yeah you know i mean even though i was very new like very young right but i i just thought like the risk was worth it and then there was something to be said about like then landing there 
and then sort of navigating that whole system. And it was really just like someone told me before I left Canada that someone was going to be at the airport like 8 p.m. Hmm. Right. That's all you got. Right. It wasn't like, hey, just landed. Like what we can do now. Yeah, yeah right? of course. Yeah. Talk about like taking the way that we communicate with one another grant for granted. Yeah. yeah. Oh, anyway, completely. So, you know, the navigating that whole thing. And I thought like, fuck, like I could only look back and it's. Like, yeah, like, yeah, I applaud. I applaud the young person that took that risk. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like separate of myself. I don't want, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not looking for like, um, you know, like sort of some sort of like, like adoration around like, oh yeah, you know, that, that you accomplish this, but in the most genuine and sincere way, like speaking to my younger self, like what a fucking risk. And Mm -hmm. I can, I only, guys, I've only sort of recently really landed on feeling like wow right you know because that could be right. somebody else that could have been like mm-hmm. that could have been that 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 was so many people put it this way right and that's yeah. another like sort of reference or point that i'd like to make is that people who are in these marginalized communities are taking risks all the time at very young ages because yeah. we're forced to out of necessity yeah, yeah. so you know, I mean, I'm sharing my story and that's fantastic. But just so that we're clear, like there are these young folks and they might not be going to the Bahamas, but they may be on a bus to go somewhere that they're just searching for their tribe. Of course. Right. It's been course. happening for years, yeah. way before. Yeah. Me. yeah. So I just yeah. think it's important to say that. But um, yeah. And then so the, the message was way too clear. Right. And I thought like. I'm going to go for it. So after navigating the early entry sort of ways of like being part of a new environment, I got comfortable. I made friends. And then I started to tell people that, you know, like sort of who I was and what I was sort of like there to do. And on top of like my duties, but yeah. like just yeah. to sort of explore yeah. and yeah. have that. Yeah. And then everybody was really cool with it. Yeah. Right. Everybody was great with it. And but and then I had an opportunity and it was a very fun time in my life. A very fun time. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so this was... So mm-hmm. after this, you you would have come <clears throat> back to Canada. Right. And back to your family, I'm guessing, at this point? Yeah. Except that I was... Um, I thought I thought to myself... Well, there were a couple of things because I... I I wish, you know, like I never try to say that I wish that I had done something differently, but I didn't choose to continue and go explore. Right. And that would have been something that I would say if someone asked me if they thought that it was a good idea, I would say, yeah, because like the, the sort of education that one receives from like travel and engaging with diverse communities, just meeting people with different perspectives and those experiences and all these things, right? All of that. The senses are just like, they transcend. Exactly. Even just different physical landscapes, like even just the the visual aspect of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, So that would have been something anyway, but then I decide to come back because there's a whole part of me, like if I'm going to be completely honest, that then gets homesick and all of that stuff. And again, like I was just a kid Mm -hmm. home. I can't believe it when I think what I did. Yeah. When you're 20 years old, you think that like, you know, everything and you're like on top of the world. And then when you get older and older and you look back, you go, Oh my God, I was such a kid. And like, I knew nothing. So vulnerable. Exactly. So vulnerable. And I had to like go through all of the things that, you know, that I would have thought that like, like bugged me for years or the shame that was like attached to some of the stuff that I like did and all that, but then just decided to like make peace with it all. Right. Mm. And, you know, and be kind with all of the, 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 the parts of me that like, 
was essentially just in survival mode, right. just right. trying to figure it all out right. by myself with zero resources. Right? Yeah. Wow. That's huge. Yeah. yeah. So then, yeah. And then I come back and then I decide, you know what? Things are going to change. So I came home and I told my parents that, that I'm moving out, that I need to go downtown. I look for a place. I actually, my first place was up at uh, DuPont and Lansdowne. Do you know those like loft oh, yeah. kind of the yeah, standard? Yeah, but they yeah, were yeah. like brand new. Yeah. Right. So that, so whenever those were made is when I came down. So I was the right. first one in it. It was <laughs> nice, really cool. Nice. That is cool. Yeah. So I went for that. And then um, I started to, I got a gig at Bell Canada. Yeah, so I got a gig at Bell Canada because I remember it was the summer of, for one thing, and uh, a friend of mine's mom was uh, like a manager or something and said that they needed help with the mailroom. And so I was like, yeah, sure. And then I like moved up into uh, like delivering the mail to the different locations. Right. And at this point, I think I'm all of like 21 or whatever. And then I meet my first partner. Mm. And remember, okay, so, right, so I'm back and I move out, but I'm still in the closet and decided that I need like a game plan now. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, but in the midst of like working and sort of living and sort of having a downtown life, uh, yeah, I meet my first partner of like nine years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm. Who is, was very significant in like all of the choices of like what our original part of the question was. Right. So for painting a picture, it's like what, like all of those things. And then, you know, all of the work that I did on myself, I suppose at that time, as much as I did. And then meeting my partner who then, um, was sort of like, well in his way and in his profession. And then, um, we started exploring me going back to school. Hmm. Okay. And then I, uh, and we talked about a few different things and I actually started pursuing to become a paramedic. Really? So I went for it and then I was with St. John's Ambulance and I started the courses and I did all of the things right. and then learned that, um, yeah, that I'm not going to be good with like showing up to a scene if somebody's like totally yeah. mangled. Right. Yeah. That's very hard work. I was yeah. like, that's like a whole other scene. Yeah. I'm like, I don't Jeez, know if I'm... Yeah cut for stuff like that but what, what was the what was the pull factor for you like initially so you're going from obviously this is like on the personal level you've had this like amazing huge um like you know foundational kind of like uh set of experiences mm-hmm. and then so you move you move into your own spot and you start doing your own thing kind of you begin doing your own thing but you went from a mailroom to being like a paramedic. So what what was the pull to that line of work? Aside from maybe just something different, like were you like... Mm-hmm, there was, was. Okay, so yeah, what, what would that have been for you? So exploring sort of my interests at that point, and then I, 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 have, I decided that what I wanted to do was sort of get into a helping profession. That's, yeah, yeah. And That's so I, I like, I sort of knew enough about myself at that point, which now I could look back. Like I could look back is my favorite sort of, like little hmm. phrase because right, right. all the stuff that comes with that. So when I do at that age and you've got like a 22 year old Ian, um, I only knew as much as I knew at that point. But what I did, like what I did know and what it's, what it led to was that I knew that I just wanted to help. Sure. And I think the lack of experience as a 20 year old, you really don't know your resources. Of course. It was also a whole other time too. Like the availability of the way that people like sort of learn and understand like what they're good at. 
now people could sort of like you can get online and you could sort of like create oh, right. some sort of like a um, like a portfolio that sort of designs like things that you think that you might be good at. And everything is specialized and like yeah. even more focused oh and more direct. God. I mean, yeah, like yeah. tap into your brain yeah, and know yeah. exactly what you're exactly. thinking. All of it. All you of watch it. like YouTube videos and listen to like different podcasts. Yeah. It's like this like information is like so readily available, right? Always, yeah. always, literally on every topic. Mm-hmm. But not at this time. So I really. I, because I know now, I didn't know. I didn't know what was out there. So anyway, so I knew that I wanted to help. So I pursued right. that, John. That's why I'm. That's yeah. your. That's the answer to that part. Okay. And then quickly around the corner. So that might have lasted. I don't know. Like probably almost a year of my life and really exploring. And yeah, I was mm-hmm. working with St. John's. It was great. Right. Um, and then uh, because my partner was a teacher, he started to then connect with child and youth workers when they started to sort of infiltrate like the school system right and he said well wait a second there's this whole other profession that is starting to come into these schools and working with young people to sort of navigate like things that you know that they might be struggling with Mm -hmm. you know right struggling with attending school or all of the things that come with teenagers and i thought you know what something clicked Right. Something clicked, and then we we both explored. Um, we both explored what like 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 how that could all happen, and then um, I was living really close to George Brown, and he said that George Brown. Um, Right, I forgot that I mentioned that we eventually moved in together, which lived on Pembroke, close to George Brown. Oh, moved okay. out of that place, right. skipped that, and right. then it was sort of a no-brainer. And then I pursued yeah. that, and then loved every minute of it. Right, loved every minute of it. Right. And now I'm in my college career with my yeah. partner, and guess what? Nobody knows that I'm gay yet. Oh, okay. Oh, don't, don't, don't. Right. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> um. Mobile Arts Programming, or MAP for short, brings the recording experience to you. If your agency or organization is interested in exploring the positive outcomes of writing and recording music, please visit our website at mobileartsprogramming.com.